0: hi everybody welcome to episode five of the album brothers um and today i'm joined by uh, as per usual
1: Michaela hello everyone
0: hello and our first ever special guest amy <laughs> hey welcome onto the podcast amy um look forward to hearing your thoughts. And um, Michaela, w- which album were we listening to this week?
1: Uh, so this week we were listening to Lemonade by the one and only Beyoncé.
0: Beyoncé. <laughs> I um, said Beyoncé. <laughs> Beyoncé and her sister Salongue, Uh <laughs> Scandinavian sisters extraordinaire. Um,
2: oh, dear Lord.
0: I um, Honestly, I'm going to choose to cut this out or not. So, you know, you can't laugh at me, really. Okay. <laughs> um, okay fine you
1: can keep this you can keep this um so this this album we like it sort of started as a discussion Mm -hmm. between me and amy and then it was Mm -hmm. recommended to us to be on the podcast and we thought why not let's discuss it and then we decided to also have amy join us for this discussion um so yeah since we have amy today for our as our guest we thought we'd start with um amy what did you think about the album
2: well, this album uh I sort of suggested it because at the time, like it made such a huge splash, and like, and, like there was yeah. a load of conversation around it, a lot of people who really connected with it, loads of people that didn't connect with it, and it like brought up loads of like conversation about race and like how some people don't get it because it's not made for you, white people like that was the kind <laughs> of conversation around that, so I thought it would Absolutely. be interesting to revisit that and see like what we thought about it. Whether it fit yeah. into what, what's happening right now, whether it's yeah. still relevant, like what's happened since then, because obviously it was a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it's like one of her albums which was just so different to her usual style. Mm-hmm. So it was like there was a lot more to talk about. I think yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was the main definitely
1: music. definitely. I think I think like really listening to it. I think it's, this is the only album I've actually sat down and listened to from Beyonce and. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be a very controversial thing to say, but I don't like Beyonce. Um Do you know what that is very what? controversial? Uh <laughs> tell know. you that
0: for goddamn free.
1: <laughs> I know. It's it's bad, it's bad. But I just I never really liked her songs and like her albums mm-hmm. before. Like I mean there were a few songs that I did like, but I never really liked I don't know, I didn't really like her as an artist. So I thought it was um it was really interesting, like, listening to this album uh, by itself. I thought, yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. actually was impressed, I have to say. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I will, um, yeah, I mean, I'll let you know more about it. But, um, Amy, what were your um, top three tracks in the album? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so the top three tracks, like, she does a lot of collab- collaborations on this as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So like my top two favorite are collaborations with Jack White, Don't Hurt Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And Freedom with Kendrick Lamar. Like, mm-hmm. and I think it sort of reflects what we're saying about Beyonce. It's like the two songs that, you know, she's, it was just strongly like, you know, um, influenced by those two artists um, mm-hmm. were my favorite. And then the third was, uh, one which is quite like country and sound. It's, Yes. Daddy lessons. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Like it felt that felt more like her, but also very different. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say, say. <laughs>
1: So I think I think there that that song was definitely really different because yeah, usually she's quite like commercial in her songs and like she's quite like poppy, and that one was very different. Like when you started to hear like the country part,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was really cool. Yeah.
2: I think it was really nice because um, it goes back to some of her roots, like where she's from and mm-hmm. uh, it's nice. It's always nice when someone goes back to their their past or, you know, sort of, I guess an origin of sorts. But then yeah. it's then, but then, yeah, it sort of leads into, like, her being very angry. Well, the whole album's very angry, yeah. understandably. It <laughs> it's is. like peak Beyonce anger, like hate you <laughs> hate you so much right <laughs> exactly um and it was just it, it I, yeah i couldn't quite decide at the end of the song whether she agreed with the how her dad told her to just be angry and like kill this guy <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i actually agree i mean uh spoiler alert for anyone who's listening to the end of this but um Daddy Lessons is also one of my favorite tracks. And I think mm. for very similar reasons to you, it's like, you know, it's it's a weird one because I think Daddy Lessons is like, I think Beyonce's dad is still alive. So, you know, it's like kind of like a story more than it is like based on like actual life. But then it, it, it again, it is also sort of like, hey, um, there's a lesson here am I going to take it on board or not it's kind of keeping you on the toes it's like a you know do I agree with this or not and I guess that in in some respects that's up to the listener to decide. and I think that was part of the reason why I liked it so much too Um, on top of the fact that it's very different from like your what I would consider a typical Beyonce song anyway but
1: yeah definitely I
0: I think I definitely agree with you that Amy in regards to you know why it's such a a a banger if you will
1: (laughs) it is a
2: banger Um, (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: well what
1: did you actually um well Alexis what what did you actually think about the um the album as a whole?
0: hmm Yeah, um I loved it. I, I actually really, really did. Um again compared to a lot of the albums that we listened to before, mm-hmm. it was actually a very easy listen. I, I didn't think Yeah you know, obviously there were a couple of tracks that sort of stood out to me again, like Daddy Lessons without mm-hmm. going into too much of what my other favourite tracks were. Um, but yeah, it just it really flowed very nicely. You can tell, obviously this comes out after the whole thing where you know, Jay-Z um, you know, was basically found out to be cheating on Beyonce after whatever period of time or whatever. Yeah, um, and that that anger was kind of refreshing. Um, so mm-hmm. I know you mentioned that you didn't, you're not particular particularly a huge fan of Beyonce. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I am a fan. I have mm-hmm. to admit. I think that most of her tracks are very well produced, um, and of course, uh, Beyonce is a very strong vocalist on top of that as well.
1: She definitely, is. That, a, that I don't a, disagree. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, a, a lot of her songs though have been, you know, based around her relationship with Jay Z over the last few years. So perhaps over the last decade, every single song has been about them two together. Um, they've all been relatively positive they've been very upbeat very happy you know very you know you know i I guess it sort of paints everything in a very positive light and i imagine for the most part that's exactly what it was like as well um and this album lemonade is so so different to that It, it it really really stands out you know when you take like a uh, a song like Countdown which was probably one of my favourite songs from her last album <laughs> compared to like anything on this album it is yeah. you know this is an album from a, a very angry black woman and that's exactly what it should be it's based on her own experiences and, and the way that she feels and she's collaborated in such a strong way as well and I'm sure Amy you would agree with this too like you mentioned the Jack White track um, Don't Hurt Yourself which was one of my favourites as well. Um, um, and it's just like, she knows exactly what type of rage she's going for in every single track. And she's managed to find the people that can help her present that rage as well. And I think it's it's such a, such a, such a good, strong um, telling of like what she was going through during that period. Yeah. From like the, the anger to the sadness and like, you know, the plan B's and all of the things and ultimately deciding to work our way through it. Mm. But we go on that journey alongside her. Mm. And I think that's such a, a strong thing for an album to be able to do. Um, You know, thinking back to Jack Garrett, I guess two weeks ago now, yeah. Um, you know, you, you were saying that it was a, a story of him accepting himself, then learning how to love, then learning how to deal with like love not being the same anymore. You got that sort of like progression throughout the album. And similarly, Beyonce is going through something like that in this album, you know, it's, the, mm. it's like the, the almost like the stages of grief, you know, the, you know, the breakdown of a relationship between herself and, and Jay-Z, obviously. And then, you know, basically the, the, the ball is in her court. She can decide to walk away or to continue. And that's up to her. And again, she uses all of her strengths, she uses her connections, uh, you know, to collaborators and pro- the producers, um, as well as, you know, sort of shaking up her usual sound as well to her advantage in this. And I, I do feel that, this album overall is, is, is a really, really strong one for that reason. Yeah. It's, um, I, to yeah. Like,
1: there is nothing I, I sort of, I don't disagree with that at all. I think it was really good and I, I kind of am happy I did listen to it because I swear other times people tell me about Beyonce and I'm just like, um I don't really know what to feel about her. I don't really like a lot of her songs, but I'm kind of happy now I kind of have like an album that I do like. And I love that she has owned her anger in in the song and she's like owned the narrative like yeah he cheated on her but she's like turned it to a song to, to an album a whole album yeah.
0: like i think yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> it's absolutely banging and so before i get into that amy what did you what did you think of the album as a whole like you know obviously listening through all is it 10 tracks or 13 tracks
2: yeah i mean it was, I didn't find it as easy to listen as you say though, like it was, okay. because mm-hmm. it sort of meanders so much in genres, yeah. which is cool. It's a bit like you sitting in your car and just like going, like singing along to every single song like, with such passion and just yeah, yeah, going, yeah, yeah. I'm so pissed at you and I'm also <laughs> really sad, but I'm also really pissed at you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's that's the kind of vibe I get. But it's like, um, I don't know, like obviously there are certain songs that stand out and like but then a couple of songs that sort of dip in the middle and like don't catch Mm -hmm. my attention i had to go back and listen to it a bit so like my main concern is that some of it doesn't feel really her like it's uh like you say she's brought in people to sort of channel what she wants to say but it Mm -hmm. still doesn't quite feel like totally totally her which is my main Mm -hmm. issue with the album like uh, because you just know what kind of singer she is it's not just i mean she can she can command like, any genre clearly, like any kind yeah. of song you throw at her. But it's like, yeah. is it her? And the ones that I, the songs that I like, knew to feel more like her just mm-hmm. didn't stand out as much. Apart from Daddy Lessons, which again is yeah. a different style, but did feel like more of her, more of her Absolutely. vibe.
0: And actually, just before we move on to mikhaila sort of feelings on the album as a whole, like um you know just for context are, are you a fan of beyonce like do you like her previous works as well like
2: well this is interesting because although i'm not like a beyonce super fan like my first the first album i ever bought was a destiny's child album so. nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: at least i know you've got good taste in music unlike Michaela. <laughs>
2: excuse me I did
1: love Destiny's Child okay I may not like Beyonce but I do love Destiny's Child I'm just gonna put that out to the world before anybody cancels me
2: (laughs) come on we know we don't believe in cancel culture (laughs) no one's gonna cancel you we're not cancelling Beyonce we're just having a critique of it it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's fine cool
0: yeah so um, obviously your first album was the Destiny's Child album sorry Karen
2: yeah so that being my first album like obviously it's quite commercial pop that uh, you know that album but it it was still really good and I it was mm-hmm. I can't say that I have that's the thing I can't say that I've listened to a full Beyonce album either until this one mm-hmm. but very familiar obviously with her chart topics and like probably have danced along and sang along to all of those so it was nice to have a reason to dip into like a full body of work from her um, yeah probably the most interesting one
1: yeah yeah, I think it's definitely the most interesting one to go into, isn't it? It really is. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And Makala, um, then, what did you think of the album as a whole?
1: So I definitely agree with both of you. Um, so it's it's really weird. I do. So I do love the fact that, yeah, she did take all her anger out on this. And I do love that she definitely owns it. She definitely owns her anger in it. And I think it's kind of cool. Um, I think definitely being uh, angry as a black woman is something that's really difficult to do, especially in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love yeah. that she did own that. Um, and I'm, I'm just realizing this now, like just after you said it, I think definitely that is really cool. Um, and also I have to say that she became a lot more relatable. Um, obviously it is sad and I do feel for her, but I think this album really like made her more relatable. I don't know. In other places, like you see her like as a queen, like, you know, it's queen bee everywhere. And then you listen to this album and you're like, oh my God, she's, she's just human. Like, like poor her, like she actually did go through all of this, and I, yeah. I, I don't know. I really, I did find myself, um, like, not not connecting with her because I mean I didn't go through what she went through, but I, like, I really did uh, sympathize with her, um, and I thought that's that's really good that she achieved that in this album. Um, however, like as Amy said, like I. I didn't hear a lot of like her in the album, like I heard the collaborators and i which is really weird as well for me because I'd love the collaborators
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not style.
1: <laughs> you know what i mean it's so it's so hard i'm like literally like i i looked at the album uh with Amy and Amy straight up just went oh look it's all your favorite artists are in this album (laughs) and like yeah and i could hear them a lot more than i could hear her in those tracks and they turned out to be the my favorite tracks so it's 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 a really interesting thing to listen to um but yeah saying that um the daddy lessons song i I really loved the intro i don't know if i fully love the song but um but i thought the intro was pretty cool (laughs) i know again
0: mikhaila's poor taste no i'm joking joking, joking. damn it
2: damn it um and i'm like wow you know you won't have a podcast if you cancel the right
0: (laughs) amy i am looking for a new (laughs) (laughs) replacement. seriously on the podcast no, no. on episode
1: <laughs> i can't use this. Oh, you know five that? five 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 episode five yeah. jesus this is this is how yeah, much you've hurt me i forgot what episode we're doing um <laughs> but saying that um mm-hmm. I, I did yeah i did love the track so i did i can tell you i guess i can start with the um with the, my top three tracks yeah so yeah like, go for it freedom was yeah. absolutely awesome fantastic
0: very good song i
1: mean kendrick lamar i gotta say that collaboration actually was pretty cool i don't um i think Mm -hmm. i did hear a little bit of her in it than the other ones where she collaborated with like you know jack white and the Weeknd. Mm -hmm. i thought it was really cool and like it also has this like gospel feel um like and you can hear like the organs and i thought oh my god it's just it's like 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 really um uh, I don't know I thought the organs were just pretty cool I think that's all and um, and like <laughs> the build-up to the chorus um was really cool like it kind of had that like black church um, in the US mm-hmm. and the UK feel and I thought hell yeah um and there are like some distorted sounds in there like in the beginning and I love electronic music so that was yeah. obviously a good a good thing for <laughs> me um and yeah it has like some fab like full-bodied beats like oh yes and obviously I will not go <laughs> without beats, so and like without saying anything about them. Um mm-hmm. the other one was Don't Hurt Yourself with Jack White, obviously. That yeah. was that is I think we can all agree that was great. It's just Absolute like
0: banger.
1: <laughs> it's just great, like fab rocky feels, um, and the riff is, is pretty cool as well. And it just takes the beats to like another level. It was it was great for the song and like the vocals are like altered and like, you know, together with her powerful voice it was pretty cool, like um and that it was altered gave it that like rocky feel and it kind of just gave my um rock loving heart this just oh <laughs> it was great it was great um and then the other one i would say six inch heels yeah. or six inch um that mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool it was really good with mm-hmm. the weekend and i think the weekend wrote it together with her from what i understood um but yeah it was great it was uh, yeah it was really good and it had like it had a lot of like um sounds from his older albums like kiss land and trilogy um and yeah it was it was really good it was really
0: really good yeah absolutely i think um six inch is definitely uh worth shouting out it's just such a great song it's so it cool is. it's, it's cool. like yeah we it's like a- it's funny Sorry.
2: We watched um, her perform that like on YouTube and it was so good. It actually, like I totally get why this album works like in, you know, live. Like it, it, it's a really great show. And we were saying, we were both saying we would go watch it. Definitely. Even if we didn't like <laughs> previous songs or anything, like for the <laughs> Formation Tour on its own, it looked amazing. So I think it, I think it was a really, it was really clever.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it really
1: awesome. is yeah it's, it's a good song um it's a good sorry it's a good whole album um alexis what, what were your top tracks obviously you agreed with us with like don't hurt yourself and six inch um mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. are they on your top three
0: yes yeah so actually i think you both got one each from my top three hey. um so yeah six inch absolute banger i think um so for me personally i think the weekend is a little bit hit or miss i think sometimes Ooh. the songs are really really solid sometimes i'd not that his songs don't sound great but I don't mm. agree with what he's necessarily saying in them Six, yeah. M's, uh, Six Inch is just a banger through and through I think mm-hmm. his vocals along with Beyonce's and obviously the story that they're telling within the song again it's, a, it's more of a fictional piece isn't it it's um, yeah, the yeah. story within the song absolute bangers the production is spot on again lyrically fantastic as well mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's definitely one of mine Daddy Lessons again for all the reasons I explained before, about it being very... You know, it it was a perfect track to showcase Beyoncé... Beyoncé, even, at her <laughs> you know, vocally strongest. I think she sounds so good in that song. Yes, um, I agree. And she, yeah, and she's telling that story, and as you guys were saying, it's, it's a mix... It's a blend between, like, you know, this fictional setting of her dad being, like, just shoot any mofo mm. who basically wrongs you, um, mm-hmm. but then also... You know it, it does definitely mix elements of our own life into it as well which i think is done so so well and so strongly in that song and unfortunately i think it's one of those songs that if you didn't listen to um the album as a whole you'd completely miss i think i think this song deserves oh. way more um press and way more excitement around it than it has done because mm when you think of the fact this song came out in 2016 and there are a handful of songs that maybe we would have as individuals picked up, you know, through yeah. you know, different versions of media and, and all of that stuff. I do think Daddy Lessons is such a sort of uh, a missed, you know, gem. It's, it's a hidden gem. I think is, Within the track.
1: Is it a hidden, um, a hidden gem? Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely. It's definitely a hidden gem within the album and I, I really, really like it. It's, um, I just, you know, I remember when it first started, as you were saying, you know, that intro is so strong. And while yeah. I you know don't agree that it, it, it fell off towards the end, I do think that when you hear those, you know, guitars playing mm. and it's just like her and her and you're like, wow, this is this is so not what you would expect from Beyonce, but at the same time, um, you know, especially within her. the context of the album, it is it is her. It, it is, is exactly her. And it's you know, even though the story might not be hundred percent fair, yeah um, mm. you factual. It is a story told from her perspective and I, I really really appreciate that. I really, mm. really liked it. I, I
1: I think maybe I maybe I have just dismissed it. Maybe it's one of those songs where I'm like, oh whatever. But I think maybe I will grow to like it. I don't know. I'll give it I'll give it another chance. I, I yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. How do you not love uh,
2: her s- vocals in it though? Like, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> okay. It just showcases her vocals this. so well. Like I don't know what else to say on that. <laughs>
1: 'Cause I think for me, like the the one that really showcased her um her vocals for me was All Night. I I Mm -hmm. thought I thought that was grand. It was Mm -hmm. it was just so beautiful and it like it gave me that feel um that I liked in um her album I am Sasha Fears where she I think Mm -hmm. she had Halo and uh, Beautiful Nightmare. Yeah, I think it was all in there. And it Mm -hmm. and it had like those vocals and those feels in there and Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, Oh, I, I like this, I, li- I recognise this, and I loved it, and it attracted yeah. me to it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and it... it, it uh, I don't know, it has so many cool things about um it, the the track, like All Night, it was great. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and, Yeah. Uh, and I completely agree about All Night. I think, again, All Night is an absolute banger. Um But I don't know if Amy would agree with me, but the thing about Daddy Lessons specifically is mm-hmm. the fact that it is so pulled back from the rest of the album. And I think this is something you would only really pick up on the second or third listen, right? Because the rest of the album is, again, very well produced. It's very well put together. And everything you can dance to and and sing along to and and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But Daddy Lessons is such a... uh, I don't don't know what to say. It's like, it's such a... It's just Beyonce on a guitar, right? And, And you never hear that. And that's the... The perfect way for her to, well, again, again, in the context of this album, to showcase everything that she's talking about in the, in this album from start to finish. It's about the story of meeting somebody and, you know, your dad being like, don't let him mess around with you. And then being in a situation where somebody has messed around with you. It's it's a, an emotional song on its own. It yeah. sounds fantastic. And it is I think for me one of the standout tracks in this album because it is so different Amy Amy, would you agree with that as well?
2: Yeah definitely like I said mm-hmm. like do, during the middle of the album I did go back and I had to listen to that one again it's like it sort of passed mm-hmm. me by because like it's a sandwich between like some really strong songs but then mm-hmm. listening to it again I was like appreciating her voice so much because like, she just yeah. does, so, she does so much in it um, and it is just like and her voice is amazing. Like it, it, yeah. you can't really floor it. So like, yeah, it was just nice to sort of hear it away from the really produced kind of you know mm-hmm. arrangement and just yeah, it just sort of sim- like it, it's not it's not that simple, but it's like yeah. simple in re- relation to everything <laughs> else.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, you know that a ton of work went into it, but listening back to it, it gives off that simplest that effortless simplicity that I think again really stands out in this album especially especially when she's working with all these collaborators and all these different types of sounds it, it just yeah. it, it really hit me when i first heard it and then again the second time and the third time you know it it, it just got me and maybe that's a personal thing I, I can imagine that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily fall in love with this sound immediately but mm. i think for me as an individual i thought daddy lessons is definitely such a, a standout track for me um mm, cool i'm moving I will on to
1: oh, i will i will give it a listen
0: -hmm. Absolutely, nothing should. (laughs) Um, um, And then my third track, (laughs) my third track. Even though I wouldn't say that this is in any particular order, um, uh, but hold up, I (laughs) I can't help but love it. I've I've been again. The album came out in 2016. This is the first time I listened to it all the way through. Um, Yeah. And I've heard this song itself in its entirety before. And I've heard parodies of it before in shows like um The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and, and all that really? stuff. But it's such a good song. I, I don't know what else to say. It's I think the production value is um just absolutely top-notch uh from start to finish. The lyrically, again, it's just like, you know, so you start with Pray You Catch Me, which is the first song in the album, and it's like, you know, this very like deeply emotional, like Oh, it's like a very sad song, right? It's just like I'd rather you know all of this stuff, but hold up mm-hmm. is like, you know, if you're moving through the stages of grief, it's like the first song that's like I'm pissed off, I'm I'm pissed off, and you're gonna fucking deal with it. And I absolutely love that vibe all the way through it. It's so so good, and um, yeah, every time I hear it, it's it just it just catches me, and I, I adore it. It's uh, yeah, it's hold so up. Good.
1: Hold up is like a guilty pleasure for me it's like it's like i i don't particularly love the track as much as i love the others but it's the one that is just stuck in my head and then i'll walk into the kitchen and i'm singing it and i'm like
2: why
0: <laughs> why is it that track in my head exactly it just gets in your head it's yeah, repetitive
2: it and it is catchy, but I think that's why I'm not a fan. Like I, I like, mm-hmm. I love the verses, but the chorus like really bugs me. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> and I Same. think the thing is with this song, it's like it's been like, it's been captured by the video uh, because obviously that iconic yellow dress has been everywhere since. Like um, I can't remember what we were watching. McKay. do you remember? We were watching yeah, something um, where they we were, were trying watching... to. They would try to make the yellow, the same yellow as that dress.
1: Yeah. We were watching, um, I think Anthony, no, was it Anthony and Cleopatra? in, uh, we were watching yes. the or yeah. national theater production. Yeah. Online.
2: <laughs> yeah. We were watching national theater live online and it, we, sorry, was it Royal Shakespeare Company? I can't remember which one it was.
1: Oh my god, I can't remember either. I think yeah. it was us theater,
2: theater nerds. <laughs> Basically, us theater nerds were watching loads, of, <laughs> loads of theater online during lockdown, and they played Antonia Cleopatra. And uh, we were looking at all the costumes because actually, in the run up to it, they were talking about all the costumes, and they yeah. recreate like the Beyonce dress but for Cleopatra because you know it's just oh, the sick. embodiment of angry black woman.
0: Mm. <laughs> again,
2: um, yeah, again, and like you, everyone, like you said, there's so many parodies of smashing things with the baseball bat everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: But it's that it's that visual which makes that song iconic, and not so mm-hmm. much the chorus for me. So I agree. I kind of disagree with like how much you love it. Like, it's like sorry. Oh
0: wow. <laughs> No, yeah. that's, that's, that's absolutely fine. That's why I invited you on to make me look like a fool on the internet. That's fine, Amy. Hey, hey, she okay, agrees Amy.
1: with me. She
0: agrees <laughs> oh, with course, me. Of course, I
1: also don't like it, I have to say. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it is, it's a guilty pleasure, but it's like, it's like, ugh. But yeah, I do, I do agree that, like, um, the video is pretty cool. It has definitely stayed with me. And yeah, the dress, mm-hmm. again, I think has stayed with a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it has been, um, it has been, like, that, those images have been recreated and I think that's pretty cool I think she did really well with the imagery and it did stuck um, it did get like um, yeah it, it has been there for a
0: while which is cool mm-hmm well I mean again obviously you guys you know are, are people you know not everyone's gonna like the same things but I think for for me as an individual I just maybe for the exact reasons that you didn't like it I, I really like the catchiness of the of the chorus actually Um, yeah
1: i can i can definitely see why it is popular um definitely i can definitely see why it is popular and why like people love it so much and i can see the catchiness for sure um because mm -hmm, it did mm -hmm. get to me i was singing it but yeah yeah (laughs) so i do see it
0: imagine that a song that got stuck in your head to the point where you're singing you still hated it i mean i don't know what to say honestly but uh i think those are the exact (laughs) say again sorry
1: (laughs) It's every pop song, isn't it? Like, it gets in your (laughs) head and you're like, but why? Yeah. Hey. Um,
0: But yeah, again, I think that was actually part of the reason why I liked it. It was... The chorus is very simple, but the rest of it around it is more than that right it's mm. the, the chorus is designed to hook people in but then when you listen to the verses as the individual parts it's you a very detailed story of what somebody who would be feeling these things again as an angry person of colour that, that that sort of that sort of voice is usually quashed and, and, and quietened and like lessened um, as much as it can especially within the media. And this is, you know, not the first example, obviously, you know, throughout history, there have been songs about very similar things, but from Beyonce who, you know, as you were saying, can come across as quite unrelatable with her, you know, perfect life and a perfect family and all of that stuff, it, it makes it relatable. And I really, 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 really like that. Um, and again, I, I really like the production. I love the way the song sounds. And, um, you know, I actually haven't seen the music video all the way through. I've, I've seen more parodies <laughs> um, of the music video than I so have of the actual song. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. Um, but I, I really, really fell in love with it. And um, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to gush about it too much. I think Beyonce's got enough money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I really really like Hold Up, um, and and yeah, I, I think that's that's it really. Those are my top three. Um,
2: it's a controversial right. point, okay? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> We've all had controversial points, you know. Macaulay yeah. doesn't like daddy lessons.
2: <laughs> no, but uh, super you know. Let's controversial focus Let's point. focus
0: on that. The whole daddy lessons thing. Uh,
2: no. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. So I just had I had one controversial point. Right, you said that Hold Up makes it makes Beyonce relatable, but does No no it I, really? I, I would say
0: <laughs> And that's true. Obviously she's still a multi millionaire woman, you know, living in you know some I imagine some mansion on the Beverly Hills or whatever. And I, I completely understand, obviously she's still worlds and leagues apart from the average person like you and I and Michaela. But I would say is Beyonce's image, uh, especially when it comes to the public, has been very well manicured and curated over the last decade and a half, I would say, yeah. the last 15 years. You know, she prints herself out to be, you know, this, like, um, religious, you know, faithful, happy woman. She literally has it all. She's got the look, she's got the voice, she's got the, you know, successful partner, she's got these beautiful children, all that stuff. And... Yes, I, I agree. This doesn't make a relatable, you know, it's still better to cry in a Ferrari than it is to cry in you know, the box <laughs> on the street side. Um, but th- this is the first time, and I think within this album, where there's a recent example of some of the negative sides of a lifestyle. And yeah. maybe relatable is a strong word. So I think that that's a very fair assessment. But I do think this is the first time that we've seen what isn't a hundred percent the happy-go-lucky
2: yeah stream you know, life f- kind of thing?
0: very happy yeah exactly manicured image of beyonce mm.
1: yeah i think i think that it that is what it is but i but i guess there there might be like relatable i guess things within the album like things that mm-hmm. have happened to her like yeah um like yeah, i think you 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 can just i guess separate them what are um relatable and what makes like what makes her relatable you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. i don't think it will be like obviously the whole you cannot relate to the whole of beyonce like
0: <laughs> yeah of course not of... of course not
2: <laughs> but then <laughs> so is yeah. it is it some weird twisted thing where we like quite like seeing people that have everything not have everything <laughs> I, I don't Honestly, know, you
0: know. absolutely. I, compl- <laughs> I I think that's exactly what it is. I think whenever you find out that a celebrity that you admire all the way to like the highest ends of your earth, like again, Beyonce isn't that person for me personally, but yeah, but it
2: is to a lot. Of I people, think right, yeah, and I
0: think the the thing is without re- about being relatable is literally about having hardships. That's what you're looking for, right? You're
2: yeah. you're taking
0: someone who in your mind is this perfect you know super being shall we say and to find out that there is a chink in the armor and that there is things about their lives that aren't amazing is what makes them relatable yeah
1: because I, I think it definitely makes them human you know i mean obviously they are human but like it just but sometimes you just... don't
0: believe it
2: <laughs> based yeah, on like exactly, how exactly. you know pedestal like what kind of pedestal they put on and stuff yeah i get you mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. You see them on TV. You see them on things like on stage mm-hmm. and stuff. And then you you know like w- when you actually meet them, you you're like, oh yeah. my god, it's a person. <laughs> so definitely, I think you get that kind of feel. Whatever they've they've um, yeah, they do. I guess you find that chink in their armor, and you're like, oh my god, like. Look at this. Uh, Th- we they're relate. a person
0: like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. It's kind of, it's really silly, but uh, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. I think maybe that is one of the reasons that we do love like drama and gossip and all that jazz with the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with like media and like people who are, yeah, um, yeah who do have their lives like, ugh, like on camera and everything. Um, and I was going to say something else and I completely forgot what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, i think it's gone now it's fine oh
0: no well again (laughs) i think to add to that point as well it's it's the whole thing about like the social media generation in in general right like Mm -hmm. whenever even i as somebody who is quite forthright with the way i'm feeling in general when i post things online it's always the best foot forward right Mm -hmm. celebrities are no different to that and i think the things that Build our relationships with our, you know, within each other, within our friends outside of this mm-hmm. podcast as well. Is the small things? It's about being honest and genuine about what's going on in your life and what's happening. That is what people latch onto, and what, yeah. what relationships are built on. And I think, yeah. yes, Beyonce is a multi millionaire, probably getting yep. close to billionaire selling artist. Who's been making fantastic music for the last like 20, 30 years. But to, yeah. to see this side of her for the first time again, albeit back in twenty sixteen, uh, when I wasn't listening to it, it, it still sort of provides that that sort of level of uh genuineness that we wouldn't expect from a celebrity at all. And I yeah. think that is that is part of it for me anyway.
1: And also like a lot of this um narrative surrounding Jay-Z and him like cheating mm-hmm. I, I don't think there I mean I haven't seen a lot of content on it on like the news not the news the gossip news and stuff like I think it's only in this album where it's really expanded upon um so I think that's kind of really interesting and I think that also adds to the attraction of the album so people were like oh my god this is this is how you find out about the drama get the album mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was very yeah, exactly. clever. It's just withhold all yeah. the gossip until the album comes
0: out. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, even in smart. the album, I, I can't remember which track it's before or after or whatever, there's like a little interlude. and The, the album's called oh, Lemonade. Yeah. It's, it's basically about taking this awful situation and turning yeah. it into a, a flipping amazing album on the other side that millions of people are going to listen to and, you know, quite frankly, millions of pounds are going to be made off of it as well. Like she's taken this awful, awful thing that I honestly wish that nobody has to go through, you know, infidelity yeah. a relationship. It's such a hard thing to overcome, but she's taken that and she's made it into something that is quite beautiful and sad. And again, lucrative. Mm. Um, and that's literally what the name of the album is. And, Again, that is something that you completely miss by not listening through the album all the way through. You don't know yeah. why it's called Lemonade until you hit that point in the album you're like, oh, yeah, it's called Lemonade because things are fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make a multi-million pound album out of it. Oh, come on, this is, this is not
2: new. It's like all of Adele, all of Taylor Swift. Like, come on. Yeah.
0: And, <laughs> I, and I, know, I get but... that. But the difference is with Taylor Swift and Adele... Like, all of Adele's songs from that first album are about some awful, wayward relationship. Taylor Swift makes her money out of dating people <laughs> and breaking up yeah. with them and writing awful songs about them. This is not what Beyonce typically is. Exactly. And quite
1: It's very and, different.
0: Exactly. I and mean, when you take an album like um, Adele, is it 22? I can't remember which Adele. Adele's 21. album. Or even Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift one 19-whatever-year she's born in. <laughs> Those albums, quite frankly, don't stand up in the same way in terms of genuineness because it's all just like, I, I don't know. And again, maybe this is a bias. as somebody who has perhaps held Beyonce up on a pedestal where she shouldn't need to be. And now I'm like kind of getting like a, a slight glimpse into her real life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm lapping this up like you know, the, good, <laughs> the good consumer that I am. But it but it worked. I I, yeah. I can't really you know I can't deny that because it it really really got me overall, but um actually I think this is a a great time to actually go over some of the negatives of the album because I've been gushing for like the last like six minutes, <laughs> um, but you know what what sort of things do you guys think maybe could have been better about the album or what things did you not, did you not like so much?
1: I mean I mean for me I have pretty much said them I like the the main thing was just like the fact that I couldn't like. Um, hear her um in the whole album and it was mostly like the people um that were collaborating with her um that was that was pretty much it but like this is a negative this is like a negative thing i guess for the album but for me it was actually positive because i did love the artists that were there and that is biased so yeah (laughs) that's it really um Mm -hmm. and i think um amy mentioned a couple of things earlier but yeah was there something that you didn't like amy
2: i think i i think i spoke like I think I mixed all my positives and negatives all over the place together. You <laughs> tell like I'm really torn about it. But um, I think one of the things that fell out of this album was like because everyone thought Beyonce could fall like the rest of us, it mm. turned in, it like the huge culture shift happened where people started saying, you know, when something bad happened, what would Beyonce do? And it's like. Mm-hmm. You, you're not Beyonce. <laughs> you're not gonna turn <laughs> this around in the same way, and and, and and like you know, loads of comparisons start happening. Like, I know this is 2016, but it's still like, like peak, you know, Instagram influence a time where people yeah. had comparing lives, and they started comparing like what they. How, how can Beyonce, you know, have this horrible breakup, make this multi-million-dollar album, and just you know, seem to just bounce back on her feet and everyone was going oh but if Beyonce can do it how can I (laughs) change my life (laughs) to fit all these Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. in and be super successful I don't think that was super healthy so Mm -hmm. for some people this album was really empowering like people love formation like it's just that was a really powerful track for a lot of people but then I just feel like it's a slightly false Sense mm-hmm. of you can do the same thing as Beyoncé because she's just like she is out of everyone's league. She's got like so much support around her. She's got all these things to catch her and put push her back up again. Whereas not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I know yeah. how I feel about it. You know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. That is and an I think, interesting point. Yeah. I think that's part. I mean, I think part of my negative for me is 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 exactly that. I mean, you know, it's it's the unattainability of it all, isn't it? But. um mm. I think I actually feel a little bit the opposite to you, Amy. I think, you know, you're you're right. I think when this album came out, there was a lot of like, what would Beyonce do? You know, she managed to take this awful thing and turn it around and make it into something that she could use, Mm -hmm. you know, be positive and and personally benefit her. And whilst I say, yes, it is a little bit unhealthy to think that you can't uh, take the, (laughs) you know, the millions of pounds of A, influence, and B, money that she has and, and do something like this, I do kind of find that to be more inspirational than it is like misleading, if that makes sense. Yes, you won't be able to make an album like this, but you know, make some lemonade out of it as best as you can. You know, it's it, it's that's the way that I ended up looking at the album as a whole. Um um and I, I think um you know that's you know, again, personal preferences and, and differences. I'm not a woman in this world. I obviously things there are things that would catch you guys differently than they would me, but there are maybe just things that I didn't pick up in the same way, and I think that's that's perfectly fair and understandable. Mm. Um, I I think for me the the main differences is that up oh, sorry my main negatives would be.
1: <sighs> go on. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're just but you like go on tell me you hate I'll Beyonce you. like the rest of us no but it's in th- you it's... go on. <laughs> <laughs> I I I. I I don't know if I genuinely have any. I, I And I, I don't... The reason why I'm hesitant to say that is I, I don't think I liked every track as much as I liked all of them. I think that's impossible when it comes to an album. There will be... You know, we talked about the top threes. You know, there are ones that will... Yeah. You know, affect us or we'll feel more than others.
1: Mm. I guess but that I, means that means that the album was actually well-constructed for you, I guess, in your eyes. I,
0: I, and I, I think so. I think from the the track listing and the orders and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I think the peaks are just often enough that they kind of, they carry you through the album. And, mm. and you know, it's, it's, it's about that storytelling, right? This album, you know, as I was saying earlier, it sort of goes through the stages of grief within a, a relationship like this. You start mm-hmm. being sad, you know, with the songs like Pray Catch Up With Me. You go into Hold Up and Don't Hurt Yourself, which is about like, you know, you've wronged me. You know, how dare you Mm -hmm. do something like that? And you sort of move forward to being like, you know, this is my choice whether or not I want to, you know, progress and whatever. And I think if this was a collection of like individual singles, it wouldn't have had the same impact. But I do think that this album genuinely benefits from being a collection of songs from start to finish more than some of the other albums that we've listened to on the show and some of the other albums I've listened to in my life just because you are. I found myself to be quite invested from the very beginning and seeing how this went forward um, you know, obviously I've been following Beyonce for years after this point um, but you know I am genuinely happy to, um, to see how this has gone through and I was happy to go on that journey with her as well and it's definitely something that I appreciated sort of, you know, from start to finish so I actually don't have any genuine negatives, I think there are some albums that are stronger than others, um, but there are also some tracks um, that are dips, but that's okay. I think that's the part of an I album, think that, so, that definitely yeah.
1: makes the album, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, it was, it's been really fun listening to it the whole week, I have to say. I'm really happy, Amy, that um you recommended this album. <laughs> Thank
2: you. That's good. I'm glad you guys don't regret reviewing this.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely not, Amy. I'm, I'm really happy for the recommendation because it's something that I put off. and Yeah, same. Um, you know, something that I put off and not listened to for all this time, but, you know, it's, it's definitely something worth, worth listening to. And I think, yes, while you guys perhaps didn't like it as much as myself, I think we can all agree that this is definitely worth that that listen to. yeah definitely um, definitely um so, yeah
1: yeah thank you amy for the recommendations and thank you for being our first guest on oh, album so <laughs> so definitely
0: yeah definitely a strong first guest i hope the rest yes. of them will listen to this and, and sort of keep up the pace but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's definitely so great much. having a voice other than my own to listen to so well done <laughs> everyone's
2: got loads to live up to have they? Is that
0: what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> of course of course oh yeah
2: oh yeah um, um great yeah, so that,
0: that, yeah go on
1: that was it I, I was about to close off as well is that what you were about to do
0: <laughs> exactly exactly that um <laughs>
1: Um, great! So, thank you for listening, everyone. And we will be back next week with another album. Um, with do you do you want to say the next album?
0: No, no, you go for it. Great. You got so the spreadsheet next- up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the next album is um, "Here You Come Again" by Dolly Parton. It's uh, mm-hmm. definitely going to be something unique, I guess, from what we've done so far. <laughs> we will also have a guest, which we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, see you all then.
0: Exactly. Stay tuned. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on all of the podcast channels. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode five of the Album Brothers.